Welcome to the Extraordinary Life Podcast from the creator of the Extraordinary Life Tribe, Crystal Obergon. The self-development podcast propelling you forward toward your goals using science-backed high-performance habits. Reach the next level in your physical and mental health. See new heights in your relationships. Gain clarity on your purpose and live your extraordinary life. Welcome your host, writer, speaker, and coach, Crystal Obergon. This is Crystal of Crystal Obregon Coaching with episode number 37 of the Extraordinary Life Podcast. Last week, I talked about taking action to move forward toward your dreams, even if you're not completely clear what they are. I talked about how you're either moving forward or moving backward, and even taking the wrong action can eventually move you forward because we learn by taking action even if what we're learning is what not to do. Go back and listen to that if you haven't already after you do this one. This week, I'm going to talk about assessing where you are right now by rating yourself on the six high-performance habits to become more clear on what needs improving. This would be a good podcast to take notes on If you're listening while you're out and about or doing something else, go ahead and listen all the way through and come back to it. Putting pen to paper will cement some of these ideas. I really want to show you how these habits can work for you, whatever your life goals and dreams are or aren't right now. Many of my clients in both my individual and group coaching programs invest in coaching because they have one specific area of their lives they know they want to improve. As we work together through an entire year, they become aware that there are other areas that they would like to improve as well, or sometimes even first. And sometimes life happens and another area of their life needs more focus from them for a while. For example, A mother with school-age children may be focusing on her career or creative project for most of our time together, but during the summer may decide that she wants to invest more time in the relationships with her children. She's not a failure for switching her focus for a few months. She's just being clear that her priorities can be somewhat cyclical. This is why whenever possible, I do work with women for an entire year. That's why outside perspective from me and or a community of women is so important when you're trying to make changes and improve your life. You'll often be surprised that you're not the only one who experiences whatever it is you're experiencing. And then sometimes the answer or solution is right in front of you, but you can't see it because you're too close. When somebody else points it out or maybe has been through something similar and found a solution, it comes with a lot more ease. So whatever area of your life you're trying to improve, increasing your awareness is key. As Deepak Chopra says in his new book, Abundance, to bring about sudden change isn't something you can plan, control, or schedule. The soul has its own way of timing the experience we call epiphanies. But you can cultivate the state of awareness that opens the way for insight and revelation. This state is known as simple awareness 
and reaching it is effortless. End quote. The Extraordinary Life Tribe Group Coaching Program, or my individual coaching programs, helps you to cultivate that state of awareness in these different areas. We always start off with awareness of where you're starting from, otherwise known as a baseline. I think it's my mentor, David Nagel, that said that a map doesn't do you any good if you don't know where you are. You have to know where you're starting. For example, I can give you a map and I can show you where my favorite restaurant is. But if you don't know where you are right now, where you're starting from, it really won't do you any good to have the map. I use the whole life assessment and high performance habits assessment in my high performance planner to assess where I am. And I share that with my clients. And I try to do it weekly, but at least monthly because it gives me just that sense of awareness. If I didn't look at it, I might not realize that one area or another was needing more attention, or maybe I wouldn't realize that I could celebrate another area where I had made improvement. So what it does is it really just tells me where I am and what I'm doing so that I do know exactly what needs to be changed, and or what I need to continue because it is working. Many of us really are unaware of what we're doing unless we start tracking it. For example, when I taught childbirth classes, I gave the moms-to-be a weekly worksheet to track what they ate because eating enough protein, fruits and vegetables, and healthy fats is not only important to growing a healthy baby, but also increases the chances of an easier birth. If you're on autopilot and not conscious of what you're eating, you don't know what needs to be changed. What you measure improves. This also works for all six of the high-performance habits. These are the habits the most successful people in the world have in common, however you define success. Remember, this is not just for the CEOs or elite athletes. This is for everyone. So as I tick through the six high-performance habits, I'm going to describe them a little bit and share how you can ask yourself these questions as well. So if you can, now or later, grab a journal and score yourself on a scale of 1 to 10 for the day, week, or month with one being low and 10 being high. So habit one is seeking clarity. The questions I ask myself, are you intentional in how you spend your days? Do you decide the feelings you want to generate or how you'll make your day meaningful? Do you know who you want to be? Or are you going with the flow of your day taking things as they come and not really taking charge. So score yourself on a scale of one to 10. If you are feeling like it's a bit low, then maybe start by setting an intention for your day while you drink your coffee or eat your breakfast, even if it's just in one area of your life. Habit number two is generating energy. So 
Ask yourself, do you manage your energy well? Do you bring joy to your day? Remember, it's not just your physical energy, but your mental and emotional energy. Do you exercise? Do you have a way of recharging throughout the day so that you stay energized? If your score was low and you want to generate more energy, then track what you're eating or how much you're exercising, the quality of your sleep for your physical and mental energy. Because, of course, exercising well and sleeping and eating well will increase all three types of energy. I know that I've been looking at all of these things because I seem to be in the middle of perimenopause. So my sleep hasn't been that great. And so I'm looking at where I can improve my food choices to help regulate my hormones because my sleep, like I mentioned, has been off. And that affects everything else, especially my morning routine has been off because of the sleep. Habit three is raising necessity. Are you emotionally connected to doing your best? Do you know your why? Like, why are you doing the things that you're doing or why do you want to improve? Are you meeting your deadlines? Are you managing your self-talk? If you feel like you aren't, then connect with your why and your commitment to excellence. Decide why it's important to do the things you're doing. Necessity was one of the reasons I became a high-performance coach. I realized while I was working with women on their health goals as a health coach that they really needed to connect with why they wanted to be healthy. They needed to clean up often their relationships or their finances or spirituality first, and then they could work on their physical health. Or they just needed to decide that, oh, I want to be there for my kids, or I want to be there for my grandchildren. I want to feel good so I can spend time with them. Whatever it was, that was really important to helping with their health. All right. Habit number four is increasing productivity. I want you to ask yourself, are you working on the things that matter most? Are you spending time on the things that matter most in your entire life? Are you avoiding distractions and progressing toward your goals? If you are low on that or want to increase your productivity, I would say that most people do want to be more productive. But what I want to remind you is that if you're doing it so that you can fit more work in, it's a recipe for burnout. You may realize you need to be more focused on the things that matter most and avoiding distraction so that you move toward your goals or dreams, or that you simply want to have more time for exercise, hobbies, or your family. I know for myself, if I don't have time to take my dogs for a walk before dinner, can I be honest about how I'm spending my day and if any of it was spent in distraction? It's thinking, is it more important for me to check social media or is it more important to take myself and my dogs for a walk? Sometimes with productivity, it is necessary to be real with ourselves. After all, we all have the same 24 hours in a day. 
excuses of why you don't have time or that other people have more time than you do, they don't do you any good. Realize that when you're making excuses, you are putting yourself in a victim mentality and it doesn't do you any good. All right. Habit five is developing influence. Are you being a role model? Are you challenging others or guiding them to think better? Are you caring for others? Sometimes I found when you might have trouble making changes for yourself, you can look at making the changes instead to be a better role model for others. As women, that's sometimes a stronger incentive for better or worse. We we should want to do it for ourselves. But think about where can you be a role model for your family or your community or the people that you work with and see if that helps you to move yourself forward. Last but not least, habit six is demonstrating courage. Are you dealing well with fear or unknowns? Are you sharing your real self with others? Are you responding well and quickly to life's challenges? Getting from here to there usually requires dealing with fear and becoming more aware of what your particular fears are. When you do that, it will help you move past them. My biggest fear the other weekend in racing my mountain bike for the first time in over 20 years, was really looking like a fool, like not being as fast. I'm definitely not as fast as I used to be. My fear wasn't not finishing or that it would be too hard. It was just being seen not doing as well as I used to be. And what I realized before I decided to race is that I could use being a role model for the kids on my son's mountain bike team the kids that don't expect to win races, but do it anyway as my incentive, which is what I did. And it was fun and I wasn't fast, but I did finish and felt good about myself. So these six high-performance habits you'll realize as you go through, they really work together. There's definitely overlap. In the Extraordinary Life Tribe, we do spend the first half of the year really becoming more aware of both your starting point in all these areas of your life and the high-performance habits and how to use them to improve your life. Even as we go through, we use them to deal with any problems or obstacles that come up as we go along. As Deepak said in the quote I shared at the beginning of this podcast, you may not be able to control the timing of epiphanies, but you can cultivate a state of awareness so that you do recognize them when they happen. Like I said at the beginning, you'll benefit from listening to this podcast several times and taking some notes. I'd love to hear your takeaways and insights into the areas of your life that need the most improvement. I would also love for you to share this episode with friends or colleagues that you think might benefit. Next week, I'm going to talk about the 10 human drives and the keys to motivating yourself to satisfy your highest, most essential creative and intellectual needs. 
because we all have creative and intellectual needs, even if we're not artists or scholars. Satisfying those will bring us more joy, more contentment, more satisfaction in our lives. If you want to learn more about the Extraordinary Life Tribe group coaching program, and if it would be a good fit for you, please make an appointment for a free consultation soon. The next cohort starts in April. If you'd like to work with me one-on-one, I do also have space for private clients. The link to my online calendar is in the show notes. Have a great rest of your day, and I will see you in here next week. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Extraordinary Life Podcast with writer and coach, Crystal Obergon. We'd love to connect with you outside of the podcast too. To find more helpful insights, show notes, and more about Crystal, go to crystalobergon.com. That's O-B-R-E-G-O-N, where you will also find info for the Design Your Decade Workshop. This workshop will help you to stop drifting and start creating. Until next time, be extraordinary.